1: No, I don't I don't really know what to say about all this. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be one of those, sorry. But you know, I, I know we've had injuries, everyone's tired. There's lots of yes, I get it, there's lots of reasons we, we fought back a bit in the second half. But at the same time, you know, they haven't they haven't won away all season. I think they've won, lost two on the bounce. They look shocking. They look terrible. Why, why is it just us? Why does it always have to be us? And I, we can caveat it with all that stuff. There can always be a reason as to why we shrink in these type of games, particularly against Liverpool. We can always give a reason. We always say, oh, well, you know, I was happy with how we came back in the second half. Well, at the end of the day, I'm... I'm unhappy that Tottenham have lost. And I'm fucking unhappy that Tottenham have lost again to Liverpool. And sometimes with football, the emotional side of things overrides all the what if or well have you considered type caveats. Sometimes I'm not interested in that, you know, because we have to, it seems like we have to do that time after time after time in games like Liverpool. Um and at the moment it feels even more galling just how dodgy they are I mean let's be honest Liverpool are not a bad side they have great players they have just whatever they have some be in their bonnet with us they always have done we're always that team to them that represents some sort of boogeyman but why is it always fucking us? why are we that team to so many fucking teams? you know it's just so it's just so frustrating and (sighs) The thing is, you know, I'm, I've am i been in a funk this weekend with football, with all of it for the past few weeks, to be honest. Um, as you probably heard on here when I've been talking about it. So a lot of the way I feel today is pretty emblematic of just how I feel in general about football, about the state of affairs at in the Premier League, not really so much at Tottenham now in this current state, but... You can't help but see Newcastle doing what they're doing right now on the up. And you know, you've got these pathetic squealing lily-livered journalists that want to try their best to make out like this is some fairy tale success story that Eddie Howe has turned this team's fortunes around. I was really disappointed to see even Tifo the other day did a Let's see how Eddie Howe has turned this... Let's, let's be under no false kind of narrative. The, the thing that has turned Newcastle around is that they have spent loads and loads and loads of fucking money. Eddie Howe might have them playing quite nicely for now. He loses a few games in a row... He's out the fucking door and they bring in some big dog manager. They bring in a Zidane. They bring in a Conte, an Ancelotti, somebody like that. So just save me this fucking shit. You know? And it's it's seeing Newcastle do that. It's seeing City just become this monster now, which again, there's there's that dichotomy with City, isn't there? We we on one hand we love we love seeing them probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, be the team that will stop Arsenal from winning the title, even though I'm not fully convinced on that uh, side of things. But I think that's less about City and more about just Arsenal with this maniac kind of momentum they've managed to build up. Um, But, you know, it's not good what City are doing to football. It's not good what Newcastle are doing to it. And the thing is, this shit is also tribal. Klopp spoke about it not so long ago and it all just kind of got thrown back in his face. Oh, you've spent loads of money. You're at Liverpool. The usual kind of things. Hold that L. (laughs) Ratio. Whatever, you know. But what are we supposed to say? You know, it's... I think the the thing that's just frustrating is seeing us... With a manager who whatever you think about him, whatever you think about his tactics, I get it you know i i i'm I never hide the fact that I'm not his biggest fan, but I don't think he's bad I think he's an objectively good manager, and my irritance of him comes in that you know I don't think he's flexible enough he doesn't really kind of bend to the uh he's he's not flexible enough with what he has at his disposal you know he still wants them to play this way as if he's got a team of superstars in every position like when he was at Chelsea and he's just got squads filled with talent and it feels like we're several windows away from that and it adds to this frustration because we've got Kane's contract coming to an end we've got Son you know whatever is going on with his face and stuff at the moment we're getting older Seems to be on the decline, but who knows? Larisse on his way out. It just feels like we've got a lot of big money to spend to remain competitive. And Phil, friend of the show, when I was talking to him before this, we both kind of came to that point of you know, you, you don't want to be like this killjoy, you don't want to be ultra negative about it, but it feels like we're kind of just in the death throws of Tottenham being a really decent outfit that we're probably going to drop down into this kind of fighting for sixth place kind of team. That's probably the reality of it. And it's just it's just annoying to see us have nothing to show for it. After all that, after how close we got, after how brilliant we were, that team, you know, I, I'm not getting into this fucking culture war about Pochettino and Conte... But the recency bias of forgetting how quite how brilliant we were under Pochettino can get in a fucking bin. It wasn't fucking vibes and all this other shit that people throw at it. We were a genuinely spectacular team. We were one of the best teams in Europe, and we won nothing <laughs> with that team. And it's just seeing the places, the competition for the places. Like Ben Haynes said it a couple of weeks ago, and I had him on that. Potentially, we're going to have to drastically rethink the Newcastle timeline, how quickly they're up in the mix. I'm not 100% as to whether or not they'll be top four this year. But would you be... Honestly, honestly speaking, if somebody asked me gut feel, would I be surprised? Would I be shocked if they were able to provide me... If fucking Biff Tannen jumps out the DeLorean now and hands me a sports almanac and it says that Newcastle finished third or fourth in the Premier League this season I wouldn't be fucking aghast I wouldn't be shocked you know Um, I'd play some bets on next year and everything like that obviously as well if I had that almanac but um, it's I don't know this this isn't even about the Liverpool game the Liverpool game is annoying but at the same time as I've said all week this is what happens it doesn't matter the form that Liverpool are in it doesn't matter the form we're in Liverpool just do this to us. It's just it's just how it's always been. We sometimes get a result over them, but Liverpool are just that team. They just always do us. I think this Klopp um, regen of Liverpool hates us because we beat them four-one at Wembley um, at their lowest ebb. We rubbed it in, and we've become that kind of face on the on the dressing room. On the dressing room. The picture on the pinned to the dressing room wall. That's what we are. And it's just what we are for so many clubs. And it's just tiresome, isn't it, man? It's just tiresome. Um, because, yeah, we did play alright in that second half. But, again, you know, it was pretty poor in the first half. Conte's high risky. You know, I can't piss and moan about it too much. Because we've reaped the rewards of it against Marseille just in the week. Which was great. And we're all floating and stuff. But... It still feels very high risk. I mean, I think we all know by now, right, that it is deliberate. Second half Tottenham Hotspur. And I just think against a side like Liverpool, it's going to be dangerous no matter what sort of form they're in. They're a team that's packed with talent. They've got a player like Mo Salah who... Yeah, he's, the thing is about Mo Salah is I would say he's having a season comparable to what Son's had this year. But as Son can do, Mo Salah obviously can... Pop up with goals, you know. Mo Salah is arguably a. Well, I don't even know if it's arguable. You know, Son's an elite level player, but Mo Salah's probably a better player than Son. You know, um, probably reached a, you know, a level sort of above what Son's been able to. And it's, it's no, it's nothing on Son. Well, I'm. My point is that someone like Mo Salah, even if he's not in form, is a dangerous player. And, you know, we felt that we felt that today. um obviously one of those was just an awful a catastrophic you know error from eric Dyer, which we'll get onto but it's just frustrating isn't it it's just frustrating that it's turned out this way again and it's the thing that's that's frustrating about it is it's so unsurprising it's so unsurprising that we are talking about Another defeat to Liverpool, that we are their first away win of the season. We are. And it might annoy us. might annoy us to talk about Dr. Tottenham and Spursy and all this type of thing. And, uh, yep, all right, we fight to the end in Europe. I said that myself on the pod after Marseille. But there is something that we need to. I don't know what it is. This underbelly that we have because there are examples of this like what why why are we Liverpool's first away win of the season why is that you know um, and again you know I'm, as I say that I'm in my own head saying you know it's much the same way as I say why Spurs never really managed to get cups across the across the line and other teams sort of managed to you know why people, wow, why have Leicester won an FA Cup but Spurs haven't I just teams raise their games against Spurs you know we said this about Manchester United the other week that I think there is this feeling with the other top six or the classic top six whatever teams you want to call them who do have this thing of whether they're in bad form good form or whatever they use us as a bit of a yardstick of like we've got to beat Tottenham come on we have we can't be seen to be being overtaken by Tottenham because I think we're always seen as the team that is the, the closest team to the the uh, the the established elite, the establishment clubs in the Premier League: Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United. Not really Man City. Still, it's a weird one with them. Um, Liverpool. Those, especially those top four clubs. I still think they always use us as that, like I say, that yardstick, because we're always breathing down their necks. And I think to them, it gives them that sense of comfort. Oh, we might lose to Chelsea, but Chelsea win the league every now and again. Or Arsenal. They're always kind of a big club in waiting. Sleeping Giant, United, blah, blah, blah. But with Spurs, we're still that pretender. We're still waiting to get our hands on that. The, you know, the, the fucking league or Champions League or even an FA Cup for the first time in a very long time, you know? And so I think they're always they always want to st- you know it's just this weird kind of punching down type thing. I don't you know I don't think it's the cleanest kind of metaphor, but just just this weird sense of wanting to stop us from doing it because they feel that it's a reflection upon them. It's a reflection upon them if Tottenham overtake them. If Tottenham if they're the ones that lose to Tottenham, is not Tottenham win something big? You know. I I think it does give these clubs an extra something or other. But, again, the more I say that, I think, well, much does fucking somebody like Darwin Nunes know or care about Tottenham or the history of Tottenham, really? You know? (laughs) How much does someone like Canate or, you know, Mo Salah before he joined Liverpool? Any any of these players. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't care. Fuck knows. We're always looking for answers. Nobody's got answers. Anybody that pretends that they've got all the answers On Twitter or wherever. They don't. Nobody knows fuck all, really, about anything. Nobody even knows why we're here. You know? (laughs) Nobody knows where we go after we die. Nobody knows where we were before we were born. And nobody knows why Tottenham fucking Hotspur can't just beat fucking Liverpool once in a fucking while. (sighs)
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: Fine game, all right. But it's fucking kicking, man. I really, I don't know. Do you know the thing is mad? Honestly, the thing is mad. And people say you sound deluded or any other thing. Hugo Lloris is one of those professional footballers. Elite level, high level professional footballers. Where, when he's kicking the ball. And I'm, I'm by no means a fantastic footballer, right? I'm all right. I was decent at a set piece. All right. That's that's what I was quite good at. Um, where I look at his kicking sometimes. And I. Genuinely. Do think. Oh, I could probably do better than that. You know. And it's, it's weird. And I'm not. Del- I'm not some deluded. I think I'm class at football person. I think I'm. Terrible at football. I haven't actually even played football in. Years. Now. And. I still sort of look at it. I think, you know, if I was, if my literal job was training, having a nutritionist, having world-class coaches and stuff, maximize my kind of physical, technical capability, I'd definitely be able to kick better than them. Now, as an overweight man that speaks into a microphone... And edits videos for a living. I think I could probably kick better than him, say at least fifty percent of the time. I mean, I mean that you know, right? You scoff all you want. We sat there doing something important, no doubt, right? Are you on a bus somewhere or something? Driving somewhere, I don't know mowing the lawn no no one's mowing the lawn at the moment i actually know, you know maybe it's not just a uk audience if you are mo if you are in a country where you still mow the lawn i apologize i will check my non having to mow lawn privilege i apologize um it's uh yeah it's or whatever yeah he's okay he's Neil Arisa I mean he's good he pulled off that good save from um, Darwin Nunes at the start and a lot of Liverpool's sort of shooting was pretty flaccid in the second half so I don't really think he had an awful lot to do um, don't really feel like he could have done miles better with the goals to be honest Salah's second goal was pretty it's pretty disgusting finish that um, so I think he can be forgiven for that really that's, that's on Eric Dier who we will get to yeah, I don't know. Ben Davis, um, decent performance, I thought. Pretty kind of typical Ben Davis performance. Pretty sort of strong in the challenge, drove up the pitch well, passed the ball about pretty nicely. Good, good performance. Don't really have much more to say about him than that. Um, Clement Longley. Yeah, fine, I think. Um some of his passing was decent. I'm still not overly comfortable with him in the central centre back role, but it's probably the best of it for now. Rather have that than Sanchez, I guess. Um yeah, no, not I guess, definitely. Do I want us to sign him? No, probably not. Do I want us to sign two really, really world-class centre backs to replace both him and Eric Dyer? Yes. I think they are probably our priorities now. Um and I say this of Longlay because I th- I'm i assuming it's going to cost us, let's say, 40 million euros to sign him on a permanent basis. Should we say? Let's say, all right, let's to be generous, say 30 million euros. 35, let's say, I'll meet you in the middle. 35 million euros to sign Longlay permanently, right? I would hazard a guess that we can probably spend that money better elsewhere. Don't ask me where, but I would guess that we can. Genuinely speaking, because um, you know I don't think he's all that. Um, Eric Dyer, yeah, he has uh, really, really fallen from grace now, hasn't he? You know, I just what is it? What is it? What, what what is it with a certain kind of group of these players that thinks they can just? I mean, maybe you know, it's not. Who do they think they are? It's nothing like that, is it? But. Just what is it about them that thinks that they can just show up for a bit of the season? You know, they can show up for show up for most of it, Um, but you know it doesn't really matter if they switch off for a few games or whatever. And it sounds harsh, it sounds ridiculous to say, but that's what it seems to be. Because I don't think I see people say Eric Dyer's a shit player and all this stuff. I don't think he is. I don't think he's a shit player. I think he fucking switches off all the time. I think when Eric Dyer is playing well, he's a great and solid player, as we've seen for a large part of this season and the tail end of last season. But when Eric Dyer's not at it, when he's not at the races, he really fucking isn't at the races. Never rains, it pours. Um, are there any other metaphors like that? Out of the frying pan into the fire. What am I supposed to say? You know, he's uh. He's not playing well at all. We've got nobody else to play in his position. I definitely wouldn't want Dav Sanchez playing there. Um, so what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to say? It's... I don't know. It's frustrating that... That, that's, that second... It's just apocalyptic, you know? For for Liverpool second, if, if we go in at half-time 1-0 up, 1-0 down even, yeah, I mean, great if we are going 1-0 up, but... Going 1-0 down is definitely much more of a game on it. But come on, man. We all knew. We all knew 2-0 down against Liverpool. We weren't coming back from that. You knew it. We knew it. Come on. Be honest. Be honest. Even when we got that goal back, it was a bit of excitement for a while. But there's still that, always that feeling of like, we do not come back from 2-0 down against Liverpool. It's just bullshit, man. It's bullshit that there's still one of our senior players like him... Making fucking stupid errors like that. Stupid what's he doing? What's he doing? You know? Congrats on the engagement all the way, Eric, you know. Um still think you seem like a good bloke and everything, so if you are listening, congrats. Um but switch on mate. Switch the fuck on. Come on. Can't be doing that shit anymore. Uh Ryan Ah, uh, you know, just ain't it, is he, man? Like, I'm at that point now. I've tried to be kind to the lad. I've tried to look for the best, hope for the best, but it's just not happening. Just don't see enough. I think he was better in the second half um, for a brief while, but still, it's clutching at straws. Put him man, Emerson. Into, I mean, that. that to me... It is, to be honest, it's the centre-backs and it's those fucking wing-backs. The wing-backs are... We urgently, we desperately need big money spent in those positions. Desperately. You know, Destiny a doggy, He's might be great, but he's young as well. How, how the fuck... You know, I've still got that sneaking suspicion. I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. Um, I've still got the sneaking suspicion that somebody like Destiny comes in and Conte does what he's done with Jed Spence. You know he doesn't see he doesn't want to risk playing this young player. It doesn't matter how good he's been in the Serie. He's he's not up to speed with Conte's methods. Blah 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 blah. All the shit that we know. Um, so there's every chance that he just sits on the bench or in the reserves next year. So right now, as a priority, January, if we are spending money, get some wingbacks, man, because Cessignon was not good today and Emerson Royale... Look, I feel for the guys getting booed in the stadium. That's brutal. You know, it's brutal. If you think, just imagine that on a human level, it is brutal. It's horrible. But the guy should have been what? Conte has to fucking take some accountability for this. What was he doing on the pitch? Still, what was he doing? Every single thing that went to him or went through him ended. It killed. He killed every single one of our attacks constantly, as he does. Great, he came on and had a good second half against Marseille or wh- whatever it was. Fine. Maybe we can use him in that way. But awful today. R- really, like genuinely, I felt an action. I actually felt like personally offended by that performance today. It was unacceptable. It was an unacceptable performance from a top level, supposedly top level footballer. A man who's paid handsome. A man who, like, just you know, carried with him. As he doesn't. I know. The thing is, I want to start ranting about this stuff, and then I'm always like, "What am I ranting about?" His price. That we've paid millions of pounds for him, and he doesn't choose that, does he? Like, he's just part of the fucking system that decides that players should get traded about like fucking pieces of meat for you know monetary value and. Whatever, it's, it's not his fucking fault. I, I hate when I start you only catch yourself when you start ranting about shit like that. It's come on, all right, shut sharp. But at the same time, guy's shit, you know. He's shit. He is. I right. We don't we don't need to keep dressing up, do we? He's shit. He's bang average. Um He's he's wolves, you know? He's a wolves player. Uh just not good enough. Not good enough at all. Um Hoybier, full of endeavour full of running typical Hoybier performance his like productivity wasn't great and I think he looked a little bit tired but it was a good performance I thought he tried his best today don't have much more to say on him than that Yves Basuma. I think we're starting to see the Yves Basuma that we uh, were hoping for I thought he was brilliant today I, I genuinely thought he was absolutely brilliant he was brilliant against Marseille and he was brilliant today looks like he's like actually up to speed now so all those kind of fears of maybe sort of he was a big fish in a small pond at Brighton. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm kind of not quite there yet. And I'm not saying he's there yet. Maybe the will probably. He kind of feels like he's in that place where there's going to be a few dodgy games probably to come. Um, but he's starting to look like the uh, the player that we thought we were getting. Um, and I don't, don't. By all means, I don't think he's a finished product yet. I don't think his passing is always the best. Um, I don't think his kind of his, his his reading of the game in an attacking sense is quite there yet. Uh, I don't think he's quite up to speed with sort of some of our more you know players like Kane, even players like Peris. I don't, just I don't. It's just not quite there yet. Um, but in terms of his defensive output, I think he's great. I think he you know shackled sort of Liverpool's midfield pretty well. Um, I thought he had a good battle going on with Thiago for most of the game. Um, He's, uh, I think he's a great player. I think he's, I think he's really good. I'm really happy we got him. Um, not there yet, like I say, but you know he's getting there. Um, ben Tankor, another guy. I thought he was great today. Um, yeah, he had that one, like I think he had that one dodgy cross or something like that. But still, his movement, the way he carries the ball, the way he sort of shields possession. He's he's a fantastic footballer. Don't have much more to say than that. Even Perisic, I wasn't, you know, I saw a bit of outcry about him starting up top today. I wasn't that against it, you know. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the idea of him being played sort of in an advanced role. And I didn't hate the reality of it. Yeah, we didn't really press Liverpool as much as we maybe could. Um, Sort of capitalise on opportunities, you know, balls that could be played through and everything like that. But... You know, I thought I thought it was decent. I'd rather have him up there than Lucas. And I you know, I saw Harry Brooks tweeting something about uh him saying that Perisic's performance is why even though people don't like it, we need to have Mora up top in those situations. But I don't agree, you know, I don't agree. I d I don't think Mora's <laughs> the Mora that we see now is not is nothing. There's nothing there. He's not capable of leading the line. Um and I'm happier having a role of Dyson C. and seeing Perisic sort of deployed in a more advanced role I think we learn something more from that personally speaking than just let's just stick Lucas Moura there because he can maybe run around a bit it, it, you know let's, let's end this more shit now you know um, Harry Kane majestic finish um, instinctive as well that sort of came at his very best, his very most ruthless, got the ball, one touch, bang, Um, absolute perfection, thought he had a pretty decent game as well, all round, tried his best, especially in the second half, picking balls about, trying to get on the end of stuff, Um, decent, Matt Doherty, when he came on, yeah, he was fine, don't really, you know, don't really think there's enough time for him to make a massive impact there, I do quite like seeing him play there, but, um, Kalis- I mean, Kulisevsky is the one I want to talk about. I just just start him. Like, just start him against Leeds. He just, we instantly, were, he lifts the whole team when he's on the pitch. Um, I don't know if it's just his, no, it's not just, I'm saying I, I don't think it's just his ability. I think it's his aura as well. He's just a player that inspires kind of belief in the rest of the players around him. His movement, his passing, he's just a cut above. He's a truly, truly exceptional footballer. And, you know, talking about kind of this bleak future when Kane and Songo, you do have to remember we got players like him. Um, Hopefully we can hold on to him. And hopefully we build our team around him. Like, or at least make sure that he is a major, major part Give him a massive fucking contract. Give him a massive long-term contract. Make it known that he is one of the most important players at the club. Get him in all the promos. Get big fucking pictures of him on the club shop, on the side of the stadium, on the screens, wherever. Whenever we're selling fucking anything. Any of our stupid commercial partnerships. Make sure his face is on everything. Make him feel like he is... One of the fucking star attractions at this football club. Do everything we can to hold on to him because he is a truly, truly spectacular player and one that we have to, have to hold on to um, because of his age, because of his ability. Uh, he, he's, a, he's another superstar and he can be, he can ease the pain, both kind of emotionally and just on the pitch, when Kane and Son do go on because they are not going to be here forever I, I keep bleating on about this but it's true they are not going to be here forever it isn't going to be much longer and we need to start thinking about a reality in which we don't have those two um, and players like Kulusevski go a long way to uh, to bridging that gap to making us a great team again. make Tottenham great again fucking hell going full fucking Donald Trump at the end of this podcast that's it that's what, that's what happened to me you know that's it's, 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 it's it my head's gone you know game's gone head's gone all of it make Tottenham great again Um, fuck's sake man yeah, you know it's just annoying it's annoying again to lose to Liverpool it just is and it's annoying with just like I say in the context of football in general at the moment it's disgusting seeing Arsenal doing what they're doing. You know, they're a proper team now. Sorry, they're a proper team that's backed Arteta. I believed in his vision, given him the money that he's needed to realise whatever this is. Um, and here we are on our knees, hoping for a fucking entity like Manchester City that is genuinely ruining football to beat them because we don't want our... That's how we debase ourselves because we don't want our rivals to win. We want the bad thing, the worst thing in football to win instead. And if it's not them, Newcastle. And don't let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that we wouldn't still be fucking cheering on Newcastle. We can say all this stuff. I, I fucking had a pop at a Newcastle fan the other day to be right, the, my pop at the Newcastle fan is he made this point that there was some sort of moral dilemma supporting England with a thug like Harry Kane playing for them. And like, but you've got no problem supporting Newcastle while your owners are chopping people's heads off. Feels relevant, and obviously, I've got all the match not relevant. We're allowed to talk about football. I'm not I'm not saying don't support your club, just recognize the hypocrisy and making out like there's a fucking. just give your head a wobble if you think that supporting if you think Harry Kane playing for England makes it a a moral difficulty a moral quandary to uh, fuck off basically Um, but with that said we'd all be fucking supporting you if it was Newcastle in the title race against Arsenal we'd all be supporting Newcastle we are all fucking supporting Newcastle last season what am I talking about when it came to them having to beat Arsenal for us to get top 4 so we're all fucking hypocrites we all have to realise this. We all have to recognise this, but it's shit. It's fucking miserable that this is what football is now. This is what it is. I mean, Arsenal winning something is miserable. That that can happen. Arsenal are a good football team. They always have been. You know, Arsenal can win the league. That doesn't that doesn't paint this bleak dystopian kind of image of well, it. Does in a way, doesn't it? But you, you know what I mean, in a different way. But Arsenal being good isn't isn't a Look, like, I'm not. I'm going to stop trying to make a case for Arsenal winning stuff being good. All right. All I'm saying is, football is quite shit, and I think it's exacerbated by the fact we got this World Cup coming up. Um, and I realise we are our feelings on this are the are the thin end of a wedge of a World Cup when thousands of it's it, you know it's it's a stretch to even call them migrant workers now. Let's just say slaves. Genuinely, I've died building a fucking football tournament, and we feel. Oh, I I'll, I'll stop speaking on behalf of everybody else. I feel sad because I haven't got to have the World Cup in summer. Nice hot summer evenings in between seasons as we've always known the world cup to be we have to have this weird thing where it breaks up our season and we watch it in winter in a and I'm all for you know I don't have this Eurocentric view on football I'm all for this kind of idea of football being played all over the world and everything like that of course obviously very big of me I know wow but Qatar's not a football country is it it never has been you know, we don't need to pretend that it is. Like, I don't think it's problematic to say that. Maybe it is. Tell me if it, tell me if I'm wrong. But you know, I, we just have this this thing that's going on right now that's surrounded by death, corruption, and misery. You know, general misery um, that makes it really hard to even get excited about it. You know. And that feels unfair because we love football. It's a great distraction from all of those terrible things that have, you know, everything's come home to roost, hasn't it? On 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 this World Cup, and you know, it, it, it's we see it in our domestic game. We see it now all across Europe: PSG, Red Bull, Chelsea, whoever else, you know. It, it's game's gone, you know, it has done. Um, so, yeah, it's annoying that we've lost to Liverpool, but it's annoying that just football is the way that it is. Um, and really, you're probably looking at it now that sooner or later, Spurs are going to be in that position where we sell to somebody reprehensible and then we can compete and win big things and we have to face up to that. We have to sort of take that on the chin. Um, or we don't, and we try our best to support a fucking non-league team or something like that, or, or you know, or it just status quo continues as it is. Now I'm thinking of status quo of the band, but it continues the way it is. Daniel Levy in charge, Enix sort of in the in the background, various other investments, and we try our best to have a run in the Champions League. Maybe kind of come close in the domestic honors every now and again, but. It looks like it's kind of fading further and further away, doesn't it? It feels, you know, when you watch those space films, Gravity, things like that, those horrible moments when the astronauts, you always notice coming in one of these outer space films, when the astronaut has to do some sort of a spacewalk where a bit of meteorite has gone through one of the power cells or the outer cabin or whatever thing that the writer makes up. And so the astronaut has to do a spacewalk across to fix the hole. And for whatever reason, they have to unhitch themselves and go kind of freestyle out into space. It's kind of like, you know, Tottenham, we, we built the stadium and now we're just, we're trying our best. We're sort of floating, not even from the stadium, from the whole Enoch, from the beginning of it, trying to sort of punch with everybody else in the Premier League, building and building and building, getting closer and closer and closer. And it just feels like the past few years we've had to cut the rope and we're kind of sailing towards the outer cabin or the fuel cell or whatever it is that we're trying to repair. We've just missed it and we're just floating, floating out into the darkness of space and there's nothing stopping it and we can't, we just can see ourselves getting further and further and further away from the goal. And it's not even our own fault, you know, it's just... It's just, it's just nature. It's just gravity. It's just what happens. Um, yeah, that was that was really wanky. And I, I don't really know where that was going. I didn't think that. I didn't. That wasn't pre-planned or anything. It wasn't pre-scripted. There was a point in there somewhere. All right, all right. It's fucking, you know the you know the drill by now. Um, I'll leave that one there because this isn't this isn't a particularly. I, I doubt anybody wants to hear this type of stuff at the moment, but. Soz, folks. I uh, don't have much more for you at the moment. I'm not feeling that uh, optimistic about football. Uh, as you go, C- can you tell? Can you tell? Um, so let's leave that one there. Uh, big thanks to everybody that's supporting the show via the Buy Me a Coffee website thing. Um, link in bio on the Twitter page. Please do as ever. Like, thank you, everybody who is leaving ratings, who is leaving reviews who is sharing the tweets, like retweeting and stuff like that, um, posting it to Reddit. I've seen that. Uh, that's been done, so thank you. Um, you know, Re- Reddit's a weird one, man. I posted, um, when I did Spurs Wipe, I made an have no, I don't really use Reddit. Um, and I made an account just to be like, hey, everyone, lockdown's shit, but I made this thing, Coys, for our Coys. And it got deleted, and then I got like a, not perma ban but I got like a, a not like like a I don't know like a temp ban or something for a bit and I got a message from the admin being like this isn't a space for you to advertise your own stuff and I was like well, I'm not some fucking it, re- like, it really pissed me off I didn't reply but like it was one of those things where I was really like who the fuck do you think they are what the fuck I'm just some fucking independent creator I'm not some fucking conglomerate am I not going in there saying, hey folks, watch this video for the chance to win a fucking Rolex, am I? It's just a fucking stupid video I made in the mania of lockdown. thought we might cheer people up a bit, and they deleted it. And then fucking gave me like a temporary fucking posting ban or something like that. I can't remember, I can't exactly remember what it was. But it was something, and it really, it really pissed me off. Um, but I think Nathan A. Clark posted it actually after that, so cheers, Nathan. Um... Yes. But yeah, please uh, do, yeah, just share the tweets, share the pod, wherever you can. Much love, appreciate it. There'll be a show this week at some point. Might not be tomorrow, but at some point this week, I'll, I'll put a Tottenham Hotspur podcast out.